one day I decided to ask myself, could I break five minutes in the mile? At age 30, could I return to the sport of track and go after my unmet goal of breaking five minutes? Was my body capable of this? Was my mind capable of this? And most importantly, was my spirit capable of pushing through the ups and downs to find the answer? You are listening to Breaking Five, a running podcast, where we search for this answer as well as yours for achieving your Breaking Five moment, whatever that may be for you. We will gain inspiration and knowledge from others who have achieved their Breaking Five moment, those working towards theirs, as well as those who have helped the athletes along the way. I'm your host, Kristen Schultz, physical therapist, runner, and running coach. Let's run full force towards our wildest dreams and take a listen to today's episode. All right, welcome to another episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. Super excited to be recording today. It's actually been a bit. Um, I am here with Victoria Seckley. She is another runner, run coach, and physical therapist um, in Manhattan, New York. And she is the owner of Train Smart, Run Strong. And we're going to be, she's going to be sharing her journey as a business owner, but also be in here today, giving you guys some tips specifically more around injury prevention, um, especially for the marathon runner. Um, Victoria, I'm super excited to get to chat with you, get to know more about you and your journey and both the running and business side. And thank you so much for being on today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to talk. Yes. Yes. Me too. So if you don't mind sharing with our listeners, how did you first get into running? Where did your running uh, journey start? My running journey started when I was about like 11, 12 years old. Um, And it really started from my mom. She was signing up for half marathons, just kind of randomly. She, she was never really a, a runner that much, but my family's always been very um, athletic, I guess. We, we play tennis, all of us, both my parents, my sister plays tennis, and tennis was like our main sport. But yeah. my mom wanted to try running. So um, she signed up for a half marathon. She completed it. She had so much fun. And for the second one, she said, hey, you know, why don't you <laughs> try it with me? She's never been one to follow any rules. Like I was probably too young to really sign up for a half marathon. But I mean, my tennis training was really intense. I was training for two or three hours a day. And it just kind of seemed like, well, I'm on the court for that long. Yeah, I could probably run for that long. Run. Um, and we did no formal training. I think oh I went gosh. out on like, two long runs with her. But <laughs> I just had such a blast just spending that time with her. And yeah. also being able to do something separate from what tennis was for me. And, right. and like, it seemed um, a little bit more relaxed and, and more fun. And so I ran the um, uh, Toronto half marathon um, back in when I was 12 years old. So a long time ago, <laughs> I'm 30 <laughs> years old now, so a while back. Um, but it was one of the best experiences I have to say of my whole life. Um, again, doing it with my mom and just completing such a fun event and racing. I mean, if you've ever signed up for a race as a runner, you know what I'm talking about, just the atmosphere of being there. Um, and it really felt like such a cool experience. And that's when my, my love for running began. 
That's um, awesome. So I, I, I have to thank my mom for it all. Yeah, no, it sounds like it. That's awesome. And so you were 12, yeah. right? Oh my goodness. Oh. You were... I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. You're like, yeah, um, but... but, but I really, I, I really did. I have to say it changed my life. So I don't yeah. regret it. <laughs> That's awesome. Did you keep running with her then? Like as you know, a child or was that just so, like kind of a one thing? Yeah, I, I guess the tennis became more intense. Um, mm-hmm. So I didn't, really sign up for any races actually except for um after I graduated college I never signed up for another half marathon um until then but I always ran on the side and running became something that I did for me um that I could do outside of my super formal super intense uh training life and something that I could just kind of put my headphones in and do for myself um that also complemented um you know just my cardiovascular (laughs) endurance I guess Um, so I did continue running, not, not as much with my mom, which was sad, but, um, you know, we'll still, we can still get out there whenever, whenever we need to, um, which is nice. Yeah. That's cool. So you still run with your mom sometimes then? (laughs) Yeah. Occasionally when she's in town, she's in Toronto and I'm in New York. So yeah. So when you see her. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Very cool. So tennis was your, and I think I remember maybe seeing that once in like one of your stories or something. Tennis was like your main sport. That was your sport growing up then. Yeah, tennis was my main sport. And I and I have to say it was very much a love hate relationship, um, leaning more towards hate uh, towards the end. I was totally burnt out. Um, I mean, it was tennis is a great sport. Um, but the competition against some of the people who became my friends, you know, that those really my group of friends was the people that I competed against and having to deal with that amount of pressure on such a young kid, especially playing D1 in college. It's a lot. Um, yeah. and there's a lot of people who get out burnt out very quickly. And I was yeah. very happy to graduate and, uh, put the yeah. racket down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 So you played in college yeah. too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I played in college. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so was running still part of your life then, or did it become more afterwards then? Absolutely. Running was a big part of my life. Um, even through college, I'd say it got me through a lot of those stressful times when tennis was very stressful. School was very stressful. I had no real outlet except for, you know, putting my running shoes on and, and getting out, um, by myself. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was the thing that I had for me, which, which I, uh, you know, I'm thankful for. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So you went, so your undergrad, you were here in DC, right? Then my undergrad, I, I, that's, so the reason that I came from the States because I'm Canadian came to the States, um, from Canada is to play tennis. Um, okay. So, you know, recruited on a scholarship and, and everything. And, and that's the reason I'm still here. And then, <laughs> yeah, started that, in DC. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And now, and then you went to PT school up in New York. And then right? I went to PT school in New York um, and ended up staying in New York yeah. and, and happy I did, you know, rent is a killer, but Manhattan is, <laughs> is the best. <laughs> we were talking yeah. a little bit about differences between DC and New York uh, prior to this call. And I was telling yeah. her how I haven't been to New York yet and I got to make a visit up there. It's, you must, you must. Have I, mean, I not I been? DC is a great city, but there's nothing like New York. <laughs> and I will attest that that's what everyone has told me yeah. that I've talked to that has been in both. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, I'm, I'll be coming up there. I'm coming up there. Love it. Let me know. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I got, I got to tell you something after this too. I have a comment <laughs> on too. that. So, 
Um, but cool. I love it. Um, what, so now I guess like, you know, after college into now, um, is your running journey still been like, Hey, it's an, it's an outlet for me or did it ever become like more like competitive again, kind of like tennis was for you or what is, you know, running been for you? Since? It's, it's kind of funny. It became more competitive once in my life since, which has been, I graduated college in 2013. Um, and now it's, you know, almost 2022. So I'll say about 10 and a half years later, only yes. one time it's become more competitive, which was last year when I signed up for my first marathon. Okay. Um, and that's when I was like, I am, that was the first time in my life after I graduated college and put down the tennis record that yeah. I was like, I am ready to compete. Like, yes. let's do this. <laughs> let's let's do this. go. <laughs> I was in the right mindset, everything. Yeah. After my last long run, marathon got canceled. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh no. What one were you yeah. going to do? Which so one were I was going to do Toronto, actually, which I still oh, cool. want to yeah. be my first marathon that I do. Um, yeah. I'm not sure how that's going to work out because I am signed up for the 2022 New York City Marathon. Um, okay, cool. Not sure if I'm going to get Toronto in there before, but that I'm still kind of like, I'm back in that mindset where I'm like, no, running is just for me. Like, I don't want to time it. I don't want to put pressure on it. Yeah, like, it's yeah. just kind of something I'm enjoying right now. I know I'm going to yeah. have to pick up, you know, I'm, I'm starting to get ready in my mind mentally, like getting in that um, mindset. But right. for now, it's running has always been something that I just love to do because yeah. there's no pressure, pressure. and yeah yeah it's like kind of like I love to go out when I when I want to go out and you know life like we were talking about this before life has been really crazy so it's been a really good outlet and yeah. something that I don't want to turn into stress right quite yet but I yeah. know it's going to come around again because I do love right. that marathon yeah it's like it's always that hard balance because I mean it's totally true and like I don't know what your perspective is but it's just like yeah you know actually training for a race like that is just a total different mindset and can be Absolutely. in a way like actually more unhealthy per se. Right. Like, even Absolutely. though it's not like it's bad to do, but like from yeah. a holistic health perspective, you know, it can become, you 100%. know, like we know runners, Hey, if you're listening a little obsessed sometimes, so it's not yeah. necessarily healthy, healthy, but I'll still support your decision. <laughs> exactly. Honestly. And I do think there, I do think there are tears to that too. Like yeah. I think there are a lot of people who just love to sign up for races and see that as like motivation to keep yeah. going and, I'm not really in that tier. I would say yeah. like, I am like, oh, maybe because of tennis, like I'm like a one track mind. I'm like, if I'm going to do this <laughs> and sign up for that race, I am going to do it. Like yeah, nothing yeah. is going to, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which again, kind of fits into like not really being healthy. <laughs> hey, most but it's so, like, yeah. maybe I should probably take your advice from that. Like maybe make it into a little bit more healthy than just like pure competition. But um, no, I, I mean, I, I think that there are two different people, people who love to race and people who just do it for fun. Um, right. And there's sometimes, you know, you can kind of meander into both. Oh, of those, for sure. So. <laughs> yeah, no, no, for sure. I'm definitely like, I'm kind of, I almost feel like right now, currently for me, like running is more like my tennis was for you. Like granted, yeah. I grew up playing other sports. I didn't really grow up running. Right. I grew up, you know, playing softball and soccer and basketball and yeah. um, all that, but I ended up running in college. And, you know, this ah. last year I, you know, got right before I had my injury and everything, like we got, you know, kind of back into, I mean, it was the best shape of my life, but it was like this different mindset, right. I was kind of a, a little obsessed, like, right. Cause I was like obsessed yeah. about like my goals and getting faster, which was like, awesome on one hand, but it depends on how you yeah want to look at the spectrum of what's healthy and what's Absolutely. not. And, 
So you totally understand where I'm coming from when it's like, yeah. sometimes we need a break and oh, yeah. sometimes it's a little too much. <laughs> yeah. Right now I'm definitely in the, I'm just enjoying running and I don't honestly know that it will be anytime soon that I'm going yeah. like, yeah. and that's okay. And yeah. that's okay. <laughs> and I like, I'm just like, I'm enjoying like other, like for me right now, it's like the opposite, like where I'm like taking, like, I wanted to like take up back up like other sports, like not just have running yeah. be all of it. So love it. Um, I love that. That's but, perfect. But hey, one, yeah. one day I'll come back and I'll, I'll maybe I'll do a, yeah. a marathon. I've done one, but I didn't really train for it. So, right. And I think it, I think it'll surprise you when that does happen. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I, but you'll be back. I'm ready for it. Yeah. Right. All of a sudden, one day. Yeah. <laughs> so you're kind of still in the chill mindset right now for the marathon. I'm still in the chill mindset. I think mainly because um, I know that I'm going to have to kick back in the gear in order to start yeah. training for <laughs> so 2022 in New York City. <laughs> trying to rest up. I have to say, I'm a little nervous because personally, I really like to train in the winter. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't like summer like training. Like summer, I've yeah. never <laughs> enjoyed that. I really didn't like running this past summer. Yeah. Um, and like when I trained last year, it was during the winter and I found myself just like absolutely loving like the Love chilly the weather that you the... ran. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, and I know that like summer heat leads to like fall PRs. So like maybe I'll lean into that. But um. Yeah, I like I'm starting to feel it now, you know, seeing everyone complete Boston yesterday. <laughs> right. I'm like, oh, like, that's cool. I want to do something like that. Yeah. Um, but I feel like I have to kind of hold it in for right. a little longer so that I can really give my all um, when the training season starts, I guess, yeah. like late spring and early summer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's we'll a, see. Yeah. yeah. But hey, then <laughs> hopefully it'll can, be the right. And from there, maybe you can train for a Boston or something and you could train. During yeah. The <laughs> right right maybe we'll see we'll see so have you had like many running injuries yourself at all or have you been pretty good that way or I love that question I haven't had many mm-hmm. but the ones that I've had I feel like have really the first running this the first running injury honestly is what kind of pushed me towards my interest and my passion of working with runners in the physical therapy world. Like I've always loved running, but I've never, I always kind of thought of physical therapy in more of like an, an orthopedic, like sports mindset. Like I treat every, every like sports type of injury. Right. And when I graduated PT school, you know, I went to work for a regular orthopedic clinic and I saw everyone and then I got injured myself Mm -hmm. and, and my injury was, really kind of like non-specific um ankle pain um my ankle was weak yeah yeah <laughs> I did yeah. no kind of strength training I was just kind of running I was focused on like my PT career this is when I first graduated so I was doing yeah. you know work just working a lot um, right and it really opened my mind to like wow um there's a whole uh place for like running injuries and there's a lot Mm -hmm. of runners in New York and there's a lot of runners who get injured just like me and it kind of like lit my flame like as soon as I was able to rehab from my injury I was like this is cool like I want to do this I started to notice you know when I would see runners specifically in the clinic that I was working at I was just so excited to work with them yeah and it it became one of those things where I was like to stop getting excited to see people who like came in for like (laughs) neck pain or something like that no offense to anyone (laughs) but like it just wasn't like something that I got super excited about like I love when a runner came in and I was like wow 
Let's look, at your, let's look at your gait pattern. Let's talk about your training. And it felt like something I could really empathize with them and like just understand and, and put myself in that mindset. Right. And like it, that just like lit my flame. So after that, I, you know, really just wanted to, to work with runners after my first injury. Um, okay. But yeah, that, my, that first injury has kind of like lingered. I feel like whenever right now, like whenever I kind of get off my strength and running plan, I can feel my ankle creep up and I'm like, yeah. oh, I got to get back on it. Um, but that's thankfully, you know, knock on wood. The only thing I've really ever dealt with, I did have something happen when I was marathon training last year. I got like hip flexor type of pain and I was able to completely recover from that just from increasing my cadence. Okay. Um, which okay. is huge. Cool. Uh, yeah. You can yeah, say, show like, people, Hey, I didn't have to take time off. Look at this. Works. Yeah. I didn't like, take any time off. I just one day was like, my cadence is crap. Yeah. Um, sorry if that's a, not a good word to say on a podcast. Oh, you can say whatever like you was, want. Yeah, podcast. <laughs> I probably would have chosen a much worse word for yeah. that, but yeah, um, can use yeah. Both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. But then, um, but then I, you know, I just increased my cadence and it went away completely and I never had it since. And I'm like, now I'm like runners. That's a, that's a really good fun fact, you know, yeah. that you can yeah. come back and, and improve your injury just from increasing your cadence. It works. Yeah. That's all. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so proof yeah. right here. Yeah, um, exactly. Was you the, the injury you had earlier this, well, I don't know if it was this year or last end of last year. Yeah. Um, was that your ankle then too? So the injury that I had last year was my hip. That's when I was training. Um, now my ankle, it's not even like, I wouldn't even call it a flow, but full blown injury. I would just say my ankle, like my ankle tells me when I'm not doing enough, like of my strength of my rehab uh, exercises, like it's an ongoing. And this is what a lot of runners will find. Like once you get injured, it's like a forever rehab. (laughs) And I don't mean that to scare people, but like, you just always have to be aware. Like you almost have to look at rehab as like, a lifestyle change. Like what am I going to add into my training routine? That's going to help me from ever getting this injury again. Um, and you know, like life happens, people get really busy. Um, I'd say 65% of my clients are people who are like dealt with this injury before they're like, you know, I've had this last (laughs) year, it came back again, you know, need to get back on a plan. Um, and that's what a lot of runners deal with. So that's kind of like my, my forever uh, Achilles heel, literally, yeah, yeah. is, uh, I mean, even though it's not my Achilles per se, but like, I will always have to focus on the strength of my left ankle because it will, it will yeah. let me know when it's, when things are off. When it's not. Yeah. But I like that. Yeah. I think it's, you know, good to put in perspective, you know, on yeah. the line so they're not just like, oh yeah, like I just come to PT and it gets better. And like, then I don't right. have to worry and about then, this anymore. Right. <laughs> but, exactly. Yeah. Like, I think you know, that's. Yeah, that's, that's really, that's really something that like, I wish more PTs did is like, just leave people with a program that like, with an understanding of like, what to do if it happens again, or like, just completely altering the way that they look at their strength and their rehab. Um, I think it's super important. Yeah. Did you find anything? Cause you know, when you started to shift towards, you know, like, I really want to work with runners um, and just enjoying that clientele. Did you see anything that like, you know, just going to like a basic orthopedic clinic, that's where you were at the time, like that they weren't maybe addressing with runners as much as um, like you could, or like you learned to do that runners needed more. um, I feel like that's for, I feel like that's for really everything. Like for, you know what I mean? It's certain PTs and like coaches and everything, they have their interests and they have their passions. And it doesn't necessarily mean that 
someone else can't treat a runner or like, you know what I mean? It's just like, I feel like I understand runners a little bit more than someone who, than a PT maybe who like hates running. Right. You know what I mean? But it doesn't mean that that PT couldn't get them better either. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's just like, it's more, I mean, physical therapy is just like any other kind of healthcare profession. Like you either vibe with the person or you don't. Yes. Even if you don't vibe with them, like they can still treat you. Yeah. But sometimes Sometimes you might just want that person who you're going to yeah. vibe with. Yeah. Um, and that's like okay that's too. <laughs> yeah. And people have, le- have moved on from me as their PT because I don't vibe with them because maybe I don't understand like football. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah. I yeah. don't understand football. That's very true. And like, that's not <laughs> probably, I probably wouldn't be the best to like treat football players. Um, yeah. That's not where my passion lies. Yeah. Not that I can't help Again, that. you can, like we got but, the, right. yeah, I yeah, could, exactly. but like, it's just not really where my interest is. So right. it's, right. I mean, it's the same with everything. With I it. Yeah. No, I like that. Yeah. That's a good, I like yeah. that perspective. No, that's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, um, exactly. So you, you know, you come out of school and you're like, okay, like start your job. And you're like, end up finding that you really like treating runners. So let's go this route actually first, if you don't mind. Um, yeah. so I know you were talking about training for, you know, train, you trained for a marathon. So you did train for a marathon. You just didn't run it. Right. The day after my 20 mile run, I got canceled. <laughs> oh, my no. 20 mile run was on Sunday. And that Monday it was March, 2020. Yeah. And, uh, and everything. Cause when's Toronto, what month is Toronto in? Toronto was May. So it oh, was cool. towards, so it must've been, and you know what, maybe it was early April then because yeah, I, there was a time when the yeah. pandemic because I don't know why I would have been running a 20 miler in, in March. So it must have yeah. been in it, like April closer to the day. Yeah. But like right after, you know, right when the pandemic happens, like everyone was like, wait, what do we do? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And so I didn't know it's if it was going to get canceled for a little bit. And then, you know, and then it happened, of course. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like everyone knows. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. yeah. I think it, yeah, it probably makes sense. That it was April. And but yeah, um, it makes more sense that it was April then. Yeah. Yeah. So you, you know, you've trained, you know, trained for a marathon. You've trained seen for never, a lot of marathon. Never one. I've never <laughs> run it. one. Well, Hey, actually yeah. we, we make one then because I ran one, yeah. but I didn't, I mean, I trained like, and people are like, <laughs> well, you still train, but I did not marathon specifically trained. I, like, I we, we, get, we make one. We We're would good. cross that finish line really well. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so now I just need to train for one and I want yeah. to run it too. And you need to just run it. So. so I have to say, like, I learned so much just even from the training. Yeah. Like I did a lot of things wrong that I probably would change for my next training cycle. Yeah. Um, not, not that I didn't know. It's just like, you don't know until you, went, you until do you it. experience it. Right. Um, yeah. Until you experience it. And like, I'm sure that I'm going to learn a lot of things when I actually run my Dude. first marathon. Yeah. No, exactly. So I'm still like, not going to set a time goal for myself. I'm just going to say, I just want to finish it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I learned a lot just training too so yeah. I don't want to say like I did it for nothing no not at all I, right? you know because I still I still learned a lot about myself and about my own training and about how to properly train and what I did wrong and things like that so um yeah it was yeah. I'm still happy that I, I got through it yeah no that's awesome yeah. I'm like before I tore my plantar fascia like that was one of the like and oh, um because that's what happened last October and I'm almost one on oh, year it's, man it's not normal yet that's why like it will be a bit till I'll be able to do a marathon still but before that I was like it's corona time too and I'm like what am I gonna train for I was like thinking my, I was thinking that was maybe what I was gonna do is switch gears and go marathon training but for that reason too I was like I train marathon runners and like I just feel like I need to experience this myself I mean Absolutely. granted like I told you I ran a marathon but yeah 
I'll tell you guys and I talk about this before I did not really like train, train yeah. for it I was yeah. like I'm gonna go do this I want to qualify right. for Boston and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna train for it but but that's anyways. also like something I mean I, I'm obviously biased too because I train a lot of people who run marathons and I've never done one myself yeah but like you don't have to do one to be able no. to do one no exactly like having the knowledge of like understanding what a good training plan is is completely different mm-hmm. than good. like than actually having to run one so yes, I feel exactly. like you can still have the knowledge and train people you don't have you absolutely don't have to I know a lot of a lot of coaches who have never even raced who are really really good really good coaches yeah yeah no and just like even my tennis coaches they did a lot of them didn't look like great tennis players but they were fantastic coaches yeah no and that's like like, that that always comes back to like actually I have to remember that for both things I do one coaching granted I mean coach I did I ran a lot so but then also when I coach clinicians you know same thing it's just like sometimes sometimes I'm bringing them to spots I haven't been yet or whatever and then you just got to remember you're like hey like the greatest coaches like in a lot of sports like they never played in the NFL they never like you're saying coaches like you know what I mean so exactly anything (laughs) if someone is judging a coach based on their performance they're doing it wrong yeah like the, the coach a coach coaching is a completely a different, different yeah completely <laughs> different skill yeah uh, so yeah I mean ever, anyone just has to look at like any great coach and recognize yeah. that too. And know that no yeah. I like that because I think yeah. there's some like I know we're kind of going off topic that's okay but um, okay. like I feel like there's some like opinions out there in like the PT world too like I see a lot uh, like they're like don't take a bite like this person if they haven't done this or whatever and it's just like same thing. It's like, yeah, coaching is not the same as doing something like that means nothing. That doesn't, a lot of times like the best people don't know, like they're really good at it. So they don't actually yeah. know how to coach it because it's just exactly them. So right. like, 100%. I mean, that's like a hundred percent. Like, I mean, like you I also think, have like no idea what's going on in other people's lives. And like yeah. a coach might be so busy with their coaching career that they cannot train and do the actual sport themselves like yeah. you can't be a successful like athlete yeah and have a whole other business on the side like it just yeah you it's know hard. so it's, yeah it's it yeah that's just not not even an argument <laughs> yeah yeah I love it I, I'm yeah. glad you're on that yeah. side it's always yeah. a good of course, good of course. Boost I think that can be a place we can as any kind of coach get in your head about sometimes so 100%. I do at least so 100 <laughs> yeah. percent so love it uh, but going back to the marathon and talking a little bit about more about that, what, yeah. and like now you've trained for it, you've trained other people. Um, and I know you said, you know, you love to talk about, you know, keeping, you know, marathon runners, runners, you know, injury free. What are like, you can add more than this, but what would be like your top three tips you like to talk about and or give to runners to, you know, to stay as injury free as they can. That's a really hard one. Um, to choose three. <laughs> okay. Tell me whatever you want. Yeah, I'm just, gonna, yeah, I'm just, <laughs> just talk. The first thing that I would say is, and this is probably not what people are going to want to hear if they're like currently training, but <laughs> the best way to like mitigate injuries or like to, to keep yourself injury free or reduce your risk of injuries while you're training is to make sure that you like actually have a training cycle where mm-hmm. you have an off season a yeah. season where you're focused on strength and then the season where you're focused on marathon training. And I see this yeah. a lot in people is like, A, they don't take enough, they don't take an off season at all. And yeah. they're just going from race to race to race. Their body's exhausted. Mm-hmm. You're just asking for an injury. <clears throat> I also see people who take an off season and then go right into marathon training and strength training, like heavy <laughs> together. Goals. That's not good either. You know, you really, you don't want it to be like 
heavy, heavy, heavy strength training at the same time that you're like building your mileage, right. especially if it's like the first time that you're doing few strength in a so while. The, yeah. Right. The best, the best thing that I would recommend is like having like an off season, having a season where you're like working on your strength, you're understanding exercises, you're lifting heavy, things like that. And then maybe going into marathon training season where you know the exercises, so you're not doing new exercises with your, with your marathon training schedule, you can yeah. still lift heavy, but you understand, you know, your body, you know, when to back off so that you're not like coupling this, like, I don't know, I'm trying out new exercises. I'm doing all these hard strength things at the same time as like, you're adding mileage to your body and you're building on those miles. So that's like yeah. the biggest thing that I've been seeing recently is like, Hey, I started strength <laughs> training in, um, the summer and I have my first fall race and I'm injured. Like why hasn't the strength training worked? And it's like, cause he added everything at once. Yeah. Yeah. The bodies <laughs> don't like like that much amount of stress all the time with right. different things. Um, you're just asking for burnout. So that's the number one thing is like, have like real goals, not just like two months out, but like a year out, Hey, I'm going to run a marathon in a year. What do I have to do? to like give myself enough time to be like fully prepared for that. And I guess that rolls into number two is like, give yourself more than enough time to train yeah. for that half marathon or marathon. I see a lot of 12 week plans. <laughs> I don't think that's enough. I don't, no, no, I don't not think it's at all. enough. I know I hate Especially like, if yeah. you're starting from zero. So yeah. like, that's another yeah. thing too. Um, that would be number two. Number three, I guess is just more general, like get yourself comfortable with strength. Um, because that's going to be just a huge part that, that helps you in terms of reducing your risk of injury. Um, number four, which is kind of like off topic a little bit is like nutrition and hydration oh, yeah. is so important yeah. Like to the point where I would recommend working with a nutritionist, a dietitian one-on-one, yeah. -on -one, like to develop some kind of like fueling plan, because that's where I see a lot of people who are training for these long distance races go wrong, myself included. I had no idea what I was doing when yeah. I was training. And that's one right. of the big things that I would change is my nutrition and hydration plan. I did not do it correctly. And yeah. I felt tired all the time. And I think that's why I'm still tired <laughs> as we're training for it. <laughs> You're like, oh. like my body was like exhausted at the yeah. end. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, I'm gonna and that that affects your injuries as well, you know, right, making sure that you're well fueled, um, and well hydrated. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, no, I I'll like that something else, but let's yeah, do it at no. that for now. No, yeah. I think that's really helpful. And like just the nutrition, it's like, um, you know, even for me, I'm like, you know, I have met uh, with a dietitian once, but I'm like, I feel like I could go more in depth because I've struggled with, cool. you know, if I'm yeah. actually like really training, it's like, I'm hungry all the time. Like, you know, just, but, oh, yeah. but going back to like the injury side, like that's so important. And like, you know, yeah. um, like even Absolutely. if you can at the minimum meet with a dietitian once just to get right. some pointers, just once and yeah, at least exactly. once, you know, at least once. And like, there's so many cool people to follow on Instagram too, that like just give you know, little bits of knowledge as we all do on there. Um, you know, there's bad things about social media, but I think that is the good thing. It's like, you can yes. find a lot of really good stuff on there. You just have yeah. to kind of know who to ask. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that nutrition is a big one yeah. for marathon runners. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, we've, I've had some people here on the podcast, like reach out to yeah. either of us. We can tell you, I'm sure like, I don't okay. know, do you work with any dietitian in particular yeah. with your business? Yeah. Um, 
I've been working a lot with um, at eatwell.runbetter, Courtney. Okay. Awesome. Um, okay. We just, it's not even like we necessarily work together. We've just done a lot of IG lives. And like I asked yeah. her so many questions. She asked me so many questions. The good partnership. So um, yeah. I would recommend her just off the, the bat. But there's also so many other good ones. Sports dietitian, Kelsey. She's great. I've done an IG live with her as well. Um, cool. Yeah. There's, there's good people on there. Cool. Yeah. I'm writing those down too. And you guys yeah. know I've had, um, well, I've had a number of RDs shoot if I miss any of you guys, like, sorry, but, um, you know, I've had K- Kayla Slater. She works specifically with, you know, plant-based runners. Um, oh, that's great. Brooke, um, she works with all runners. Um, Brooke, sorry, I can never remember your full last name. Um, <laughs> Danielle Strebel a while back. Um, I know she's in PA school now. So many good, um, so or, many great resources. You know, yeah but anyway so just lots Love of it. resources there yeah so. it's not and it's also like not my expertise but yeah I get so many questions like directed <laughs> People, to me like yeah. what should I eat what should I do and it's like I always refer out because like even though I have a basic knowledge I find it's not my place to just like give advice on that stuff um so yeah it's kind of like I would recommend going to the source go to the person who knows and like pay them for their services you know yeah yes 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 yeah it's worth it yeah don't I mean you can sit and try like even you know with I mean any you can go on their account and try to figure out but like actually like just especially just one time even at the very minimum one time they can give you so much that you oh you're gonna spend hours trying to figure out on your own and it probably won't even be accurate so (laughs) no I love it I love it um yeah no that's all really good um is there like, obviously I know, so Victoria, you know, big on strength, like a lot of the PTs I've, you know, brought in, um, you know, she used to do this weekly strength workshop for runners. What did you call it again? Runner's workshop. Runner's workshop. Hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, but it's hard you knew it. <laughs> runner's workshop. Love it. So, yeah. Um, you know, you're big on, you know, strength. Do you, so like the runners you work with, do you require them to do strength or like if you work with them, is that like a requirement? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people who come from different backgrounds and like, I'm not gonna, like, there have been people I've worked with who have like, been like look I've tried these exercises and they don't work for me and I think that's what's really important and kind of going into what we just mentioned to like actually work with someone one-on-one because yeah just because I preach strength training for everyone and I do think that there are certain amount that people need to do it might not look like the exercises that I'm constantly posting especially for injured runners yeah so the exercises that I post and this is like something that I talk about a lot with runners workshop like that's for healthy runners who like don't really deal with injuries or haven't dealt with an injury recently it's not for someone who's like hey my ankle really hurts I'm just going to do a bunch of these runners workshops and like hope it gets better it might work out but a really a custom rehab program is so important because an exercise can flare you up really quickly and really quickly make things worse yeah so it you know a generalized strength program is great for healthy runners there's a lot of healthy runners who like aren't dealing with an injury currently that would benefit really well from just a generalized strength routine. But if you're injured, I wouldn't recommend just like going on Instagram and finding a workout (laughs) and like hoping for the best, like rehab is so much more than just strength. Right. Um, So I I think that's like, that's something I maybe don't talk about enough on my Instagram. Maybe I should talk about more. All right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, (laughs) pencil this in, but um, yeah, it's, it's like yeah strength training is amazing and it works for a lot of people especially if you're healthy but 
it's not going to be the be all end all for someone who's injured. There's a yeah. lot more that we have to go through and talk about and assess. Um, and like going, getting a personalized program that might include mobility workouts, that might include gait retraining, drills, things like that, not just strength. Yeah. Um, I think that that's important to recognize as well. But yeah, normally all of my PT, all of my clients get strength training get strength. in some yes. shape or form. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Uh, anything else that you find that you're like, I mean, I think majority of us PT run coaches, you know, pretty similar, but you feel like, or you found that you do different or, you know, enjoy doing for your runners. I don't that, know. You know, I, you know yeah. it's, it's like hard to say. I think that there's so it's like Instagram, there's so many different types of people you can find. Like yeah. there's PTs and run coaches galore. Yes. And we all have the same type of knowledge. Knowledge. Maybe we have a different perspective, a different background, right. Right. Um, a different vibe, you know, but we're all, mm-hmm. I think, doing the exact same thing on there. And just like, if you're looking for a PT, like go with whoever vibes best with you. Yeah. I might not be the best person for you and that's okay. I'm yeah. totally fine with that. I don't like, I'm not... <laughs> not everyone's gonna love me yeah yeah and as much as that used to really bother me like I understand. <laughs> you got used to it now you're like hey <laughs> exactly yeah yes. I'm like hey I get it <laughs> that's the best part like that's what helps I think with um you know PT coaching anything I mean whatever you're looking for a new provider with like 100%. you know like I feel like that is so important that you to vibe with them and you'll even yeah. equally like you know I've had I think back you know when a more you know general PT and you're working with a lot of people and you don't vibe with a ton yeah. it's like so much better to vibe with like almost all your clients and I think that's I think that's something and I'm going to kind of go off tangent here but I think it's really important to note like that's the whole thing with like the the certifications and like all of these things that that uh PTs and like coaches really strive for like sometimes it really just doesn't mean that much like you could and I think a huge indicator is like in our profession they just recently made physical therapy into a doctorate program which is awesome people are getting more knowledge but there are so many physical therapists who have their master's degree and not their doctorate who know so much more than <laughs> I do or like might work so much better for you yeah but like don't just follow certification you know? yeah like, yeah communication no. is a huge it it's the most important part yep. in terms of coaching and rehab and everything yeah. and like if someone can communicate something to you better than another person can it doesn't mean that they're more knowledgeable right means that they vibe better with you and yeah like I think that's where people get lost and like a lot of PTs pay for like these expensive certifications and like right that doesn't really yeah you know it's not making that much of a difference yeah in terms of your knowledge base I mean maybe you took a course but like people can expand their knowledge in different ways yeah but even like you know also going into like even if you know more and it's more in your brain if you can't communicate it like you're saying or, exactly. You know, like, you might, uh, right. If someone, if so, if you don't understand what a practitioner is saying to you, how, what, what does their knowledge even matter? Yeah. You know. So I, I think that that's a big. That's actually a big reason I went into physical therapy. Is like I just love to talk to people, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's like a huge part of PT is like just being able to communicate. Yeah. Um. As you can tell, I'm like very talkative. So I'll just <laughs> for a second and let you know you're good. <laughs> no, I feel like I mean I don't feel like yeah. I'm like the best PT right. anything like that, but I'm like I do feel like I connect with my clients and my patients Vibing. well. You know, exactly. right? So <laughs> exactly, that's what it's about. But yes, I like to talk with yeah. my patients too. I'll get off topic all the time. Oh, we gotta get back. Yeah. <laughs> Not but the worst thing. No, no. Um, awesome. Yeah, no, I like it. No, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yay. 
Awesome. Well, Victoria, thank you so much for coming on today. This is really good discussion. This is awesome. This was great. Um, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, it, it was good. Um, anything you want to leave with our listeners and or anything you want to promote on your end? Um, yeah, um, I, I mean, nothing except for the fact that you can find me at Train Smart Run Strong on Instagram. Shoot yeah. me a DM. I, um, I'm admittedly behind my on my DMs for a little <laughs> bit, but I do respond. I do respond. Um, I promise. So reach out any questions that you have. I'm happy to help out. Yes. No, perfect. And we'll leave yeah. your Instagram information in the show yeah. notes. So you know where to find her. Love it. Um, and if you resonated with her, you know, like I said, she has the run coaching and one-on-one virtual consults as well as many of the people we've brought on and yeah, give her a follow. And thank you so much again for coming on today. Amazing. This is awesome. Thank you. Yay. All right. Bye guys. <laughs> hey guys. Thanks for tuning in today. So this is part one of a part two-part series with Victoria. So if you want to catch that second part, make sure to tune in next week to the next episode. The next episode is going to be a little bit more geared towards the clinicians who listen to this episode. Uh, We'll be talking about how Victoria got started with her business, her online journey, um, and tips she has for y'all. So make sure to tune in to episode two if that is you um, and you are interested to know her business journey. Till next time, go run your life and we'll chat soon. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Breaking Five, a running podcast. We hope you are running away with some inspiration, tips, and actionable items that you can put towards your Breaking Five moment. Lastly, if you know anyone else with a Breaking Five moment, that doesn't have to actually mean literally Breaking Five, just a Breaking Five moment in general, in running, in life, or anyone else who has great knowledge and background in helping others reach their Breaking Five moment, I would love for you to put me in contact with them. We would love to have them on the show. So if you could and let them know, if you know of someone else, tell them to reach out to me at my Instagram, and that is at Kristen underscore run your life. Again, that's at Kristen underscore run your life. And could you do me a favor? And if you enjoyed today's episode and can think of anyone else who could benefit from listening to it, could you go ahead and share this out on your social media or share this directly with them? That would mean the world to me, seriously. And make sure if you have not already, to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast so that you get our weekly updates as we drop the next episodes. Thank you, everyone. We seriously appreciate you tuning in today. We'll see you next time. And until then, go run your life.